0: Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's explanations with Dr. Doe.
1: Sexplanations Podcast, episode 27. I'm Dr. Lindsay Doe, clinical sexologist, host of Sexplanations, the YouTube show, and Sexplanations, the podcast. Joining me today is my longtime friend, amazing
0: human being, <laughs> Shandy Wiest. Shandy, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. We have been talking about doing this since uh, 2009. Yes, because
1: <laughs> before Sexplanations existed... There was this talk of doing a podcast, and you and I actually named it uh-huh. and outlined it and uh-huh. wrote episodes.
0: Yeah. We pitched it to KBGA, and they shot us down. Hard. But we did it anyway. We did it anyway, and we were really proud of ourselves. 2009.
1: So this is <laughs> this is that podcast coming to fruition for, for one episode. <laughs> Yay! Sex and Pepper. Yeah. That's what we called it. Yeah.
0: We sure did. Well, because you had this really genius idea uh, based on Alden Brown, is that his mm-hmm. name? That uh, the amazing cook that takes um, an ingredient and then tells you all the different things that you can do with that ingredient. And that was your original idea to do a sex version of Good Eats. Right. Yeah. So, like anal sex and then all the different things about anal sex and like history blah, 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 and, and history. etymology. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well,
1: which is basically becomes explanations. But you yeah. and I were going to tag team the show together.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, man. That yeah. would have been so much fun. I know. Maybe, maybe down in the, down the road. <laughs> Here we are now. Let's, Here we are now. <laughs> let's
1: do it. Yay. So I want to talk to you about an episode we did on Sexplanations regarding how to build vibrators. Neither of us do that professionally, but yeah. maybe we'll talk about building sexual things in general. Before we do that, though, I want to give a shout out to our Patreon supporters, Laura Schuster, Donna Flint, Mattie Sullivan, Paul Nixon, and the Millers. You have all been very special to us here at the show, making this possible. And today, in your honor, instead of doing a question like we usually do, a testy, um, we're going to do a flashback in your honor to an interview that Shandy did with me when you were a media art student? Uh, uh, Journalism journalism student. student. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was teaching human sexuality at the time, I think. Uh And I was always really nervous to do interviews with people because I couldn't communicate non-verbally with the person and the audience. And so um, I actually wrote them off. I was like, I I am not going to do any more audio interviews. I, I don't ever want to do a podcast, that kind of thing, because I had had so many experiences where I just felt misunderstood because there wasn't a visual component. And when I did an interview with you, that changed my mind. I, I was like, okay, I'll do this w- one more with Shandy. <laughs> uh, you asked so nicely. And your questions just healed me up. Just everything about that was really refreshing and made me trust you and, and trust others to hold that space. So here's a clip from that.
2: Clinical sexologist Dr. Lindsay Doe has teamed up with the Women's Resource Center to teach a variety of sexuality workshops. Senior Nicole Samsel has been to several of them. Samsel says the classes promote a lot of talking and eating. She did this fruit experiment like where she had us all eat fruit with someone that we didn't know and then just talk about how we wanted to eat the fruit. Samsa learned that talking to your partner is the most important thing to do. And it was just really funny to see everybody eating the different fruit. And then we tied each other up. <laughs> <laughs> the clinical sexologist says she teaches the sexual finesse workshops Dr. Doe style.
1: Which is very interactive, sometimes tactile, um, hopefully entertaining and um, formative, educational, research-based, both the teacher and the learner being the teacher and the learner.
2: Dr. Doe says she likes watching people respond to her.
1: There's something really beautiful in the moment when a human being is across from me and they open a door that they have never opened to anyone before and Suddenly, I'm hearing things that I don't think many other people
2: get access to. Samsel says it was a positive experience. Takes away some of the stigma and that she's really awesome and she has a lot of really good advice. Reporting for KBGA, I'm Shandy Wiest.
1: Aw, that was so sweet. My voice? I'm so much younger.
2: Yeah,
0: yes, me too. I very. I, I slip into like a radio shandy, and that that, that definitely was radio shandy. <laughs> this is I more conversational it. shandy.
1: <laughs> All right, well, conversational shandy. What are your thoughts on
0: building vibrators? Uh, I think vibrators are great. I prefer them over like actual dildos. I'm more about clitoral stimulation than (gasps) penetration.
1: Ooh, we get to have this conversation?
0: Yeah, and I know how in the past how you felt about it, not liking vibrators. No, currently. Still? Still feel the same
1: way? Still. I have a hard time with them. So I actually did an episode on Sexplanations YouTube, Uh, where I did like a Dr. Seuss rhyme of 50 ways to hold a vibrator without using your hands because I really wanted to plug Adam and Eve vibrators. I think they've been a really great sponsor. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I can figure out a way to do this. But I don't want to touch them. that I I love them all of them <laughs> they don't hurt your hands no 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 oh, see I did a landscaping job when I was a teenager and had to push around this uh leaf blower all day and
0: from the vibrations from, yeah, on your hands just yeah. kind of traumatized you yeah man I I that makes me feel sad because I, I love clitoral stimulation with the vibrator What's your favorite? Um, I like the ones that have multiple pulses. Mm. I, I can't remember the name of it, but being able to switch between the different levels, mm-hmm. that those are my favorites. I don't like the ones that it's just like high, medium, low. I like options. Yeah. My current one, I think, has seven options. Wow. That I, I love <laughs> Have you heard of the one where
1: you can essentially squeeze a pattern into it and then it will respond back? What? Right. So you would you would squeeze it like beep, 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 beep. And then it would respond with that same pattern. Oh no way. Yeah. That sounds cool. Right? I would like to try that. And those are all things that I do not know how to make. I don't I would not know how to make even the that sensation of, like, changing the rhythm or changing the intensity. Right. Although I did make a vibrator, technically. Yeah,
0: no, I, I saw a little tiny guy. And what was really fascinating about it is that it appeared that all the stimulation was at the top. And so the whole function didn't vibrate. It was just the pieces. Right. So that, that sounds cool.
1: <laughs> it is cool. That vibrator is so well made. But again, I had such a hard time with it.
0: So what do you love about them? I Well, so many things. <laughs> I, <laughs> let me count the ways. I love that you can, you know, just use it on your own for quick release, but mm-hmm. also um, with your partner. Yeah. And it really intensifies it and really makes, makes sex a lot more fun. I mean, I can get myself off without using a vibrator. I just prefer to use – and when I say vibrator, I'm talking about clitoral stimulants. I don't like – I don't like dildos. That have I f-
1: vibrators in them? No.
0: I feel like I could just use a clitoral stimulant and then a, my partner's penis, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Yeah.
1: yeah together.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I don't like dildos. Okay. So you don't like vibration –
1: in your vaginal canal.
0: Uh, it doesn't really do anything for me. It's all about the clitoris as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, in lots of cases, it's all about the clitoris. Mm-hmm. And a fun side fact is that my last car I called the clitoris because it was a 2004 Ford Taurus. <laughs> uh, but I have since gotten a new car, and I named her Zazu. She's a Mazda. She's Zippy. <laughs> <laughs> So if you were to build a vibrator, what would you name it? Oh, geez, that's a good question. I, <laughs> Zippy, no. <laughs> if I were to build a vibrator, what would I name it? I, I kind of like Zippy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that's what I just described how fast my car was. So, <laughs> And would you describe
1: the vibrator's kind of functionality as being fast that way
0: too? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's another reason why I like them, because you can just uh, just come quick and be done. Oh, <laughs> no edging for you, Shandy. Oh, no, I'm all about get in, get out, get on with it. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh. <laughs> I don't know, like masturbation you can use to like wake you up in the morning or put you to sleep at night. And I don't know. Huge fan.
1: Yeah, me too. I've been doing a lot of it lately and I've also been having a lot of conversations about the difference between those very intentional masturbation sessions where you're like really trying to get in and get out and the longer pieces of endurance and stamina and really building that energy up. And I'm trying to navigate those two spaces and find some balance between them because I I don't want getting off to just become so pragmatic I want there to be the sensuality of it but I also have a hard time because with my job I am aroused all day long Mm -hmm. and so it's like having a boner for nine hours eight hours and so masturbation has served me in that
0: way to just get in and get out like you said Uh get in and get off have you ever masturbated on a long road trip by yourself? No,
1: I've masturbated in the car but then I get I have a hard time multitasking.
0: Oh, okay. So you weren't you weren't driving. There were other people in the car? Uh, I was
1: driving. There weren't other people in the car. I will um Suggest, especially to anorgasmic clients, so people who haven't experienced an orgasm or they're uncertain how to get that to come back, that one of the things they do is to just put their hand on their crotch. So it doesn't have to be clitoral stimulation. It, there doesn't have to be any movement, but just making that contact. And the way that I um, kind of give them a cue to action is to say when you're at a traffic light and it's red, that's when you put your hand on your crotch and you leave it there until the light turns green. Ah. And so – I often find myself doing the same thing where my hands are in between my legs, sometimes to just warm them up, but other times to say like, rub rub rub, pay attention, wake up, do whatever you need to do. feel feel good, Lindsay, doe. Nice. Yeah, have you ever?
0: Yeah, mastered? oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> you're like that's how I do my road trip. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that's how I prefer to travel, with my hand on my pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've actually only done it a couple of times, Um and it was a while ago. But it was uh, the first time was I was visiting my friend in Lewistown, mm-hmm. driving back to Billings, and I was getting sleepy, and so I I just decided to throw on some good tunes and take the windy road back, and it was great.
1: Yeah, it's. Definitely something I've done to stay awake. I, uh, When I was 19, I think, I was taking 21 credits and, of summer courses. So it was that much more intense because it's all packed into three weeks. And then uh, we had to read all of this literature. I think specifically some French history and Native American studies books were piling up on my desk. And so I just spent an afternoon cranking through those books with my hand, down my pants, like you said, just like not even for uh, the purpose of arousal or orgasm or anything like that, but just keep me awake. Yeah. That's how I learned to orgasm actually though, because I gave it that much time without any pressure to climax. On on your own? Yes. Oh, wow. I think I had probably done it before that, like when I was in high school, just rubbing on things, but it wasn't until college and that that specific coursework that I was like, oh,
0: now I know how to do it every time. Yeah, there you go. I feel like I should get back to those basics because I am pretty reliant on the clitoral stimulants. But but like back in like the long road trip on my own days, that was just with my hand. And I this was ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel
1: like I should maybe try it again. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a good takeaway for everyone is to try different things. I recently heard the term "clitlock," lock, huh? Referring to your pleasure coming from a specific position or movement or place even. And I I think that that makes so much sense, right? Because for me, if I've been masturbating in the same way for 20 years, same place, in bed, on my back with my hand in, you know, this kind of two to seven o'clock pattern, then it's, I'm jammed. Yeah. And so one of my bucket list items for 2018 is to learn how to orgasm with my
0: left hand, my non-dominant hand. Oh, wow. Break some of that click block. Bo- click that's awesome. I want to write a bucket list. I, you were telling me about it the other day when we had lunch together, and I think that that's really awesome. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. I'd love that.
1: I'll do it with you if you want. Yeah. I'd love that. Okay. That'd be great. We'll, we will
0: put... Undo clit lock on your bucket list. It absolutely needs to be on there. <laughs> Maybe even, well, we could just start with the right hand because I, like I said, I'm pretty reliant on the different clitoral stimulants.
1: Yeah. I'm, I am I want to do left hand. I want to be able to do it standing. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like I'm so dependent on lying uh, down, lying down mm-hmm. or I can do it if I am hovering, like if. I'm in a doggy
0: style position. Oh, yeah. That's one but, of my favorite positions to bring in a clitoral stimulant. Oh, so you're
1: on your knees, your partner is coming from behind you, and then you Have use the vibrator on, on yep. you. It's a pretty easy access route. You're up on your knees or you're lying in your stomach? Uh, either, but usually um, on my knees. Yeah, see, that becomes so much harder, though, because you're having to hold yourself up, And then use a hand to hold the vibrator in place.
0: Well, I mean, you're in a position where your head is down. Yeah. And then the hand can just go there. So I'm not really holding myself up. I'm just kind of like laying on a pillow with my head and and (laughs) a arm. If you can envision that. I totally
1: can because that's (laughs) exactly
0: what I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. It is easier than I was initially imagining.
0: Yeah, but if I was, like, on all fours, that would be difficult. Like, physically holding myself up, that would be more difficult. You could
1: wear a harness and hold it in place. Oh. Tape it to your body. Yeah, yeah. There's this contraption that is made for people who are topping in a doggy-style position where it would wrap around your hips so they could use their hands to kind of hold your hips up. Oh. And then you can do whatever you want with your upper body. That sounds awesome,
0: right? Yeah. It's harness. Are you talking about harnesses that will hold the clitoral stimulant, or like harnesses that for like dildos? And- Both. Okay. So the
1: Naughty Boys actually have a book where it teaches you how to make underwear out of bondage rope, oh. and in the underwear they have a part of the rope that's extended so that you can wrap it around a vibrator and hold it into place.
0: Okay. You just saying bondage rope right now um, struck a memory in my head that my friend's crap, I don't remember when she got married, but they, uh, her sister found you online to do like a bachelor party pre-thing and you taught us all how to tie uh, bondage ties.
1: Oh, good job, me. Yeah. Do you remember that for, for? It's not the workshop I did on blowjobs
0: in Hummer, is it? No, it was it was at Birds and Bees. It was when that was still running, and it yeah. was it we was, did it at the center, it, at the center in the basement. And then it you ended with all the different ways to tie bondage knots. Oh, fun, yeah, yeah. Once so. upon a
1: time, I ran a sexual health collaborative, and Shandy helped me do that, and we had this really cool space where I could teach sexual finesse workshops and yeah. people would request parties and in particular I would work with a lot of bachelorette parties and it was so fun. It was. It was so much fun. The heyday when I was you know at my finest.
0: Yeah so that I think that had to have been in 2010 then. I should know when they got married but.
1: Well I think there's something that says that the geniuses like Einstein and Hawking, et cetera, talk about 27 and 28 being the peak of their intelligence. Ah. And that was the time. That's when I was 27. And I feel like I was capable of doing all sorts of things, and I was really on it, and my brain was multitasking. And then I became the now me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Who's not doing bachelorette parties, but... appreciates that they exist right absolutely <laughs> okay so I'm gonna go to this explanations episode on making a vibrator okay. I think it's, it's actually called building a vibrator right it's our 33rd episode and there are so many so many parts to it <laughs> yeah that's true I want to see in the comments if anyone had questions that you could answer or oh. I could answer all right Probably not because I don't know the engineering
0: of, of all of those individual pieces that yeah. they use to make it so cool. I know. That's what was so fascinating when I watched it is that all the different parts to it, like waterproofing it and then putting the different sealants, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That was really fascinating. Yeah. So smart.
1: Yeah. Um, this person says, did I get to keep it? Oh, yeah. I wanted to know that too. <laughs> I did get to keep it. Uh, no, 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 no. That's not true. This is how it worked out. I did not get to keep it, but then this was at Catalyst Con. They did an, uh, a raffle so you could put your name in to win a vibrator, okay. and I won it. The one that you built? I think so. Okay. If not the one, I built another one.
0: Okay. I'm pretty sure that's how it all worked out. And even though you don't like them, did you try it? No, okay. I don't think so. I
1: think I actually got that one, and then the company was so great that they gave me a couple others, and I sent them one to my mom and one to my aunt. Oh, and then I I kept the one that that I think is the one I made with the intention of trying it. Maybe I did. I doubt it though, yeah. because I. Have tried a lot of vibrators, hoping that I can just get past that,
0: uh-huh. and no, I so. don't.
1: And so, for me to go and take one and put it on my body and make it sexual in a way that is stigmatized for other people is challenging. Because you know, even if I do it over my underwear and it's or over sheets or over whatever that is, I think people still have a hard time taking that on as their own toy because we attach so much. Uh, power to sex, and so it's like, oh, you used it to get yourself off. Well, then I can't possibly use it to get myself off. Hmm. Interesting. You think not true? Uh, I, I, I don't know. If I used a toy, right, and then I said,
0: hey Shandy, I've used this once. I don't like it. Would you use it? The one that you used? Hmm. I would probably. I would want to like know how to clean it properly, and yeah, okay. But you would. Because I, I think
1: most people wouldn't.
0: I think if I were able to clean it properly, then, I, yeah, I would try it. Because you and I do a lot of clothes swaps. Yeah.
1: Um, and I've noticed that at those, people will take bathing suits, like a bikini set or something, that uh-huh. somebody has previously owned. But they won't take lingerie that somebody has previously owned.
0: Oh, I would, if it if it would fit me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I wash it all. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Well, that's great. I think that's great. But But other people, no, no, no. They're just... Yeah. If I could properly clean it, then yeah, I would give it a try.
1: Okay. Well, now I know. I'll just try vibrators and then teach you how to prep. I will properly clean them for you. Or you could, yeah, and 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 teach me because I love
0: learning stuff. (laughs)
1: Good. Me too. Okay. What other questions are there? Works with males, right?
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: What do you think? Like anally, maybe. Yeah, you th- or you could put it on a penis. Some people will put it on the, the base of the penis. Yeah, especially, under the nuts. Um, oh, you're talking about like the perineum? Yes, I am. I'm talking about the base, like where the pubic hair is on the mons. Oh, okay. So above the balls? Like closer to the belly button, like right where the penis hits the pubic bone. Area, oh oh, okay the pelvis oh, sure sure yeah um yeah why not you can use it wherever use it as a back massager well the one that you built had two two prongs yeah because it was intended to go on the left and right side of the clitoris
0: oh okay so using i don't know if that would feel comfortable in a butt Oh, in a butt, yeah, yeah. Don't put it in a butt. Don't
1: put it in a butt. No, I don't think that one is butt friendly. No, it, that's There's what I was saying. It too didn't... many crevices. I yeah. don't think you could probably cover it in a condom. Yeah, I mean you could, but it doesn't have a flared base and it doesn't have anything that's attached to it like a string or something so that you prevent it from getting sucked up right and so you'd really have to hold on to it which isn't terrible also you don't have to put it all the way in the butt a lot of people like anal play where it's
0: external so Uh you're just tickling the asshole oh yeah you could use it to tickle the asshole I think yeah yeah.
1: yes yes to everybody using the vibrators this person said did you test it on your body Um, again I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I would (laughs) Uh, how does this thing fit in or on the vagina Okay, so it it's not intended to go in and then right. you would yeah, use the two prongs on either side of yeah, the clitoris. It's just a clitoral stimulant, not internally. Oh, somebody went and got one and said it's absolutely fabulous. What was the name of it again? I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Crave. Oh. Yeah. Crave. The guy was so great who showed me. Oh yeah, he how was awesome. It. He was just Lady, I don't know who you are. You're videotaping me here, but we'll do this. And it was very kind, and they still keep in contact. They um, actually made a vibrator that you can wear as a pendant, a necklace. Oh. And they sent me one. They're so nice.
0: Wow. Yeah. That concerns me as far as, like, germs. Really? Wearing it on your neck all day and then using it as a stimulant. Like, wouldn't that, like, rub against your clothes? And then, like, if you hadn't showered that day, like...
1: Oh, yeah, but it's very easy to clean. And I also think that you could put it over your underwear or you can put it on your mons and not have it come in contact with the mucous membrane. Oh, okay. All right, let me see.
0: I... Um, I want to try this, Crave, this 2 prong thing. I usually go for, like, the eggs. I'm a fan of the eggs. Oh,
1: the oblong ones? Uh-huh. You like the oblong ones that are flat or the oblong ones that are... Uh, they're, they're, like, like shaped like that, like little eggs. So they are um, circular, circular. They're not... Because they have the ones that are kind of shaped like a tongue. <laughs> this is the best example I can give. Huh. Where I it's, like, it's it's long... But it's flat, so it goes over the curve of your Mons, your that pubic bone, and then there's the oblong, egg-shaped ones that are actually s- more s- round in the center. Yeah, does you like those? I prefer, yeah. Oh, interesting. But now I want to try this two-prong thing. Okay, I'm just gonna send you my vibrator, Shandy. Yeah, you you can wash them, you can do whatever. They probably haven't been used. Then have a friggin' heyday.
0: All right, I'll let you know all about it. I <laughs> would
1: love that. Um, this is a non vibrator company, but I love them. They're so good. And so I'm going to do this plug for them while we do kegel or kegel exercises.
0: Feel your kegels if you're able, main squeeze. Okay.
1: Strengthen our pubic CGS muscles. Mm-hmm. My friend Kenton has this company where he makes toys out of high grade silicone that are really, really cool. Well, I, I will just read to you what what we're what we let's do it, ok. um, but, Just keep in mind, uh, you want to do some kegels throughout this. Yeah, strengthen those muscles and and make your orgasms better. (laughs) (laughs) So many people say that.
0: Like, Lindsay, as soon as you started saying the words. The second you say kegel, I'm like, and one, and two, and three, and four. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Okay. Fun Kit Toys
1: makes body safe. Modular. Redo that. Fun Kit Toys makes body safe. We could clench there. Modular sex experiments in plutonium. <laughs> How many times have I done this? We're just—you can just leave in the flubs, Callie. We'll <laughs> just try and try and try. <laughs> Funkit toys makes body safe. Modular sex experiments in platinum silicone. With a new sex toy every month, there's always more ways to play. Use one toy as a handle or attach a bullet vibe holder. Oh, see there you go. There's mm-hmm. your egg. Yeah, bullet. Two together for a double-ended toy. Fun kits are designed to... <laughs> yeah, what we should have done is a kiggle every time I... flubbed. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> Funkit toys are designed to anatomy. Ah, yes. Funkit toys are designed to anatomy, regardless of gender, and come up in six hand-mixed colors as unique as you are. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm more unique than six colors, but mm-hmm. I- I'll take six colors. I That's would have to agree. Way better than one. Is that the rainbow, Roy G. Biv? Mm -mm, Almost. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. That's That's seven. seven. Get on it, Kenton. Make it better. (laughs) Make it the rainbow. (laughs) Yeah. So let's do a Kegel for body safe. A Kegel Kegel for platinum silicone. A new toy every month, Kegel. One is a handle. Attach a bullet vibe holder. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I'll Kegel that. (laughs) <laughs> two together for a double-ended toy yep which are really really cool i've had the opportunity to do that with the Funkit toys where you can take one and because the base of it is so uh the the suction of it is so strong you can stick it to the base of another and it just becomes this whole new toy huh yeah that's like fascinating. adult legos Adult Legos. That's awesome. So great. <laughs> yeah. um, they're designed to do anatomy regardless of gender. I like that. Yeah, cagle that. Yeah, and they I'll come up- that.
0: I think that needs to be on a t-shirt, by the way. <laughs> Ooh, what? I'll caggle that. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> Done. We're going to do it. <laughs> Sexualizations to podcast merch. Right? I'll caggle that shirt. You should absolutely do that. <laughs> okay. We, we're going to do it. What color? Because this says... For the fun kits, they come in up to six hand-mixed colors. Yeah. Well, I say, why not Roy G. Bivit and do seven? We're going to do a t-shirt that's seven colors. Mm-hmm. That's expensive, Shandy. Oh, you're right. Fine. I'll do it. Whatever you say. Well, what about rainbow colors? <laughs> tie-dye? <laughs> a tie-dye shirt.
0: This is, I'll I'll kagle that.
1: <laughs> I'll kagle that. Um. Yeah. We'll we'll do a poll on the oh, Explanations yeah. podcast and see what people say.
0: Yeah, I like that idea. Do you want to be quoted? Yeah. Sure. I'll kegel that by Shandy. No, you were the one that said it. Oh, good. I just like it, and I think it belongs on a T-shirt. But you should be accredited for it because you, you you're the one that said it. <laughs> but I like it, and I will kegel to that. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'll, we're saying I'll Kegel to that
0: or I'll caggle that? You said I'll caggle that.
1: Yeah, it's kinky. Mm-hmm, I like
0: it. If, uh, if I had my voice, I would go orange because orange is one of my favorite
1: colors. <gasps> it's my favorite color. Mm-hmm. It's my top, top. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, you're wearing it right now. I, I love it.
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was your favorite color too or one of yours. Oh, yeah, it's, t- yep. I'm not wearing it today, but it is definitely my favorite color. Okay, so orange shirt with what do you think about highlighter pink font? I think fuchsia and orange and turquoise is a good color combination, but to keep it cheaper probably like fuchsia. I think pink might be too light. So we're going with a what color
1: orange? We're making you a shirt right now inspired by uh, (laughs) a dildo (laughs) that is funding an episode about vibrators. This is
0: very, very, very sex positive. Um, I mean, I like the color orange that you're wearing right now, but I don't think you can go wrong with orange. Like, that color is good, too.
1: That color is an obnoxious orange. That's like construction orange. Oh, you don't like construction orange? Uh, I mean, I like all oranges. But But apparently you don't like construction orange is what I'm picking up. I mean, I guess I'm thinking of like a more of a salmon. Oh, I like salmon. Or like a sunshine orange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you're saying fuchsia, which is, am I thinking of like a lighter magenta? Yeah,
0: yeah. That turquoise, orange, and fuchsia is a really good color combo. I wish I had an example of it. I'm looking around this awesome wall and not seeing an example.
1: That's okay. I've got There's it in my bunch brain of fun part. stuff over here. Right? Yeah. For old time's sake, will you ask me questions? Will you do an interview
0: with me? Oh, yeah. Way to put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the biggest thing that has changed from Dr. Lindsay Doe 2017 to Dr. Lindsay Doe 2009?
1: Sexplanations, explanations, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I had a, a lot of recognition in this community by people because I had so many students in my human sexuality class, and that was a job that I did in kind of a quirky way. And so people would often talk about me, and then their friends would know who I was. And so I couldn't really go anywhere in town without being spotted and watched. Yeah. So it's not entirely different, but it's on a screen now versus in real
0: time, Yeah. in real life. I love how animated you get on screen. It's really it's fun to watch.
1: Aww. It's well, it's because of the editing. Because <laughs> they remove all the energyless spots. Oh. <laughs> and it's just happy Lindsay all the time. <laughs> or pissed off Lindsay, depending on the episode. Right? right.
0: Depending on topic.
1: Yeah. I can't remember which one I did recently where I was so frustrated. Oh, ethical porn. Oh. I did an episode on ethical porn, and in just thinking about unethical porn, I was getting a little sassy. Why would anyone do that? Yeah, I agree. But the people who produce ethical porn, Erica Lust in particular, was really great and allowed me to ask a bunch of questions. And I said, why would anyone make unethical porn? And she or someone from her team replied that because people are driven by money or they're driven by the, the short-term benefits of that. And yeah. if they can make a quick buck, then, yeah, hmm. this is why we have robbery. This is why we have uh, smuggling guns and cutting corners
0: and cheating and lying and all of that. Speaking of porn, I know uh, we both went to the Hump fest.
1: We did! Dan Savage's Hump Fest! I was
0: so, so excited when I heard it was coming to Missoula, and thank goodness it did.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't go the same night. No. That would have been even more fun. Oh, but that would have been great. Yeah. I, I was really excited to hear that you had gone and we could talk about um, the butter. Right. It didn't video. affect me
0: like it affected you. No. But the piercing. But you closed your
1: eyes. Yeah, a little bit. So to give context to those of you <laughs> listening, um, Dan Savage, who has been a sex columnist for a really long time, sex educator, sexologist, et cetera. Controversial, yes. But he has a lot of great things that he does. And one of them is the hump fest, which – I would describe as an amateur porn film festival. Mm-hmm. It used to be primarily in Seattle, then it had a uh, Portland. Uh, now it's it goes on tour, and so you're encompassing all of these big cities across the nation. And Missoula got put on the list this year. Yeah. And they brought the show here uh, for, f- I think, four different showings. Right, Friday and Saturday. Yeah. I went to the Friday at 7 showing. I went to the Saturday at 7th. Thirty showing. 7.30, yeah. Uh, let's see. The first video, are we allowed to talk about it? I can't remember the rules.
0: Uh, I know we weren't allowed to have our cameras. Oh, I will say that I was so delighted to see that the Caravana Glam did the rules because I'm I'm good friends with those performers. Oh yeah, so, and I was really really excited to just see all my people up there, and I was like, that's ecstasy, and I was just Ooh. giddy, like ah, <laughs> Isaiah, and Johnny. Yeah, so at
1: the beginning of the festival. There was a video that Dan Savage did with the Caravan of Glam outlining the rules for participating in Humpfest where you can't have cameras, you can't be uh, you know, making fun of the acts or the body types, etc.
0: Right. Um, no masturbating.
1: Yeah, they did a really great job with that. <laughs> they did. That video you can actually see online if you go to Humpfest. It's there. You can see that. Yeah. And I don't think there is any objection to talking about it. You just can't use names or photograph it. Radio right, it right and we didn't learn the names of the people right because I can't imagine people aren't talking about it because so much happened so in the first film there were two men mm. uh, tangoing mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it was good it
0: was real good <gasps> Because so I love dancing. I'm so passionate about dancing. And just to see two men move like that, it was very thrilling. Right? Yeah. And then I kept
1: wondering what was going to make it pornographic. Me too. And then boy, howdy. <laughs> and then clothes would spontaneously come off. Mm-hmm. And then erections would rub on legs. And mm-hmm. then there was a cum shot mm-hmm. and some panda bears. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think that the funniest part was that the props, apparently they chose the Make America Great Again hat when they were pretty certain that Hillary was going to win, and then she didn't.
1: Uh (laughs) Right. So in order to feel like the films were really made for Humpfest and they weren't just uh, jacked from wherever and and then submitted, the Humpfest team assigns the participants two props that they can incorporate in the videos as a way of saying yes this is hump fest specific right and so the props were how to make america great hats and, a, and an accordion, accordion. Right? Yeah. Okay. yeah
0: yeah yeah because i don't remember him saying it was an accordion but i noticed that there were accordions in a lot of the videos i'm like oh that must be the other prop yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. people did such a great job with it and i think oh, that the, the you know, oh sorry go ahead No, I was just going to say the how to make America great thing could have been really triggering. And I'm really glad that at the beginning they said something and they were like, sorry, the only reason why we did this is because we thought with absolute certainty he was going to lose. Right. And we're not meaning to upset anyone. But I also think that the actors did such a great job of kind of using that prop in a way that demeaned it <laughs> yeah
0: like using it as a cum dumpster <laughs> yeah. that was funny <laughs> oh okay sorry what were you gonna say i was really delighted about the guy with the accordion that sang the song about being a freak oh yeah i was he was really good that wasn't nice. it
1: every I, one of the films taught me something in some way it was
0: uh, so enlightening mm-hmm a lot of cum shots for my taste. I I don't like cum shots in my porn. Oh, personally, I I'm more into lesbian porn. I think that women are beautiful, and I'd rather watch that than um men, even a man and a woman. It just doesn't really do anything for me. So, um, there there's a lot of cum shots. But it was okay. I mean, I I did not like it. I was just I prefer not to have that much come in my porn.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, there were lots of body fluids in general. Mm-hmm. And I, for my doctoral program, did what's called a fuckorama, where we watched I think sixteen different screens with forty-five second clips of the largest collection of pornography in the world, and we're just bombarded so that our systems could be. Desensitized and then resensitized, huh. which makes sense, right? Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to go into a client session and that person tell me one of their kinks and then I, like, hurl or something, right? Right. So I felt like my attitudes about sexuality had really been restructured. There was one film at Humpfest that challenged me, but I don't think that it challenged me because of the sexual behavior so much as, like, this sanitation of it you're talking about butter Butter, yeah butter <laughs> if anyone's seen hump Fest, they know what we're referring to and right. if you haven't seen hump Fest, go
0: yeah right please go please go oh, it's funny i listened to savage's um podcast the day or right before i went and um, was warned about butter. He's like, and there is one film that involves butter that is probably going to gross you out. Wow, he even said that? Yeah. I Well, actually, no, don't quote me on gross out. He might not have said that. But there was a mention of like butter. Like challenge you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then so my friend and I that went together, I was like, he mentioned that there's one about butter, so just be prepared. <laughs> yeah. And then it happened, and I did have to close my eyes. But I did open and... Oh, it was intense. Yeah. It was uh, challenging. And something just clicked in my head. But-er. Butter. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Uh,
1: <laughs> anal sex joke. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is exactly what was going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was, it was good. I'm really glad that you were there because there aren't a lot of people I can talk to you about it. Yeah. I did see people I know, but I I believe that they were going more for, like, a personal kind of date. Like, I'm watching porn with this person, and I don't need Dr. Doe to come hang out with me and discuss the film festival.
0: Yeah. Man, we should have gone together. Next year. Next year.
1: Is this going to be a reoccurring thing, then? I think so. Good. I told them that I would really like it if they came
0: back, and I would do a better job of advertising for them. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even remember where I heard about it, but I uh, called my friend up and I was like, We are absolutely going to this. Good. And she's like, Absolutely. Oh, that's a
1: great kind of friend to have yeah. someone who will go watch public porn with you.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so she was really great, too, because um, the one that I absolutely couldn't watch was the one with the piercing and the blood play. Mm. Uh, it made me very uncomfortable. And so I just stared at my unicorn tattoo and just talked to it and was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, nope, not yet, not yet. And then finally said when it was safe to look up. Mm-hmm. And then the lady in front turned around and said, thank you, because she couldn't watch it either.
1: Oh, interesting. And yeah.
0: I couldn't. couldn't. And see,
1: that's the kind of stuff that I am so familiar with. It's, it doesn't really phase me at all.
0: The piercing yeah. and the blood, blood yeah.
1: play? Yeah. She
0: described it to me as they were like their blood was rubbing together. Is that correct?
1: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I so didn't watch when it. I went to San Francisco for my doctoral program, day one of school, we were encouraged to go and use San Francisco as our campus So, to speak. And we went, a a group of us went to Michael Rosen's photography opening night or something at the Center for Sex and Culture. And they did this kind of dedicated performance, live performance for him and and to like honor his opening night. And one of the things that happened at this performance was uh, piercings that were removed, and then there was blood. And they swished it around with, I think semen, and then drank it. And so we're talking day one Whew. of my uh-uh. sexual immersion. <laughs> uh, there is definitely all of that. And wow, I think if the people know status, right? If they've been tested and they're they're not uh, going to harm somebody by doing that, that that it can be done yeah. as a
0: safer practice. I yeah, that I would say knowing status would be really important in that yeah, kind of play. Exactly. But day one, man, out of the gates, I don't know what
1: if I'd be able to handle that. Well, it was definitely challenging. I remember kind of grinding my knee into one of my classmates' thighs of just like, oh, my God, is this happening? Uh, and this, like, 23-year-old Dorothy from Montana, what? But it passed. It really did. And I think that I'm less – erotocentric because of it. And and then um, further into the school year, when we had someone come, Cleo Dubois, who I consider the grandmother of BDSM, she came and she offered us experiential learning. So she said, you know, I'm going to do these piercings. And if you want to experience that, like learn about BDSM by doing BDSM, we can do that. And uh I you think volunteered, she, didn't I you? I did. I, I volunteered remember. and I took big
0: old needles in my chest.
1: And, no? Not for is me. Is it a thing about needles? Or no.
0: Because oh. I have tons of tattoos. And Is and, it a thing about blood? I just, mm, I think it is the blood. And well, those needles are big. Yeah. Like the needle stuff that I have done is like tattoo work so it's like oh, it's yeah. not like like that kind of stuff is the needle goes in and then it stays, and this uh I think it's the staying that I have an issue with. yeah, I don't remember what the gauge was. I keep in
1: my head, I call it an eight gauge, but I want to say that it was eighteen that it was much smaller than that, but it was still big it you know it was uh. Hollow, so there was enough of a circle where you're, it's not just a pin. You're taking a tube yeah. and putting it through the flesh of your chest. Sorry yeah. if this is upsetting to anyone. Turn yeah. off the podcast. Yeah, right? Trigger um, warning. <laughs> but if you want to hear about my experiences, it was actually really powerful. And I think that because I'm such a kinesthetic learner, it helped me understand the sensation play of it. That okay. Okay. Okay, this is not something that I'm driven to do. I'm not totally attracted to the idea of um, experiencing pain as a form of pleasure, but I get it. It's the sensation. You're surrendering to this other human being Mm. to essentially inflict pain on you and just trust them to carry you through that whole process
0: with aftercare at the end. It It was so great. Just uh, going back to the the film that I couldn't watch all the way through. It opened with this lady, and she had at least eight of those giant needles Mm -hmm. in her chest. And that's when I was like, nope. (laughs) Look down. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, different strokes for different folks. It's true. You like your vibrators. I like my hands.
0: Yeah, and piercings. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's so good.
1: Okay, well, we have one last thing to do. Which is to Is it give, more kegels? You can do kegels. <laughs> I've been doing for them the this rest whole time. of the day. Don't make yourself sore, though, Shandy. Okay, good advice. <laughs> <laughs> Homework for the audience. Ooh. Assignments are not always bad, so here's some extra credit. Do you have any ideas of what we should assign them for the following week before they get their next podcast episode?
0: Does it need to be like. Topic related, like Mm-mm. vibrator? No. Well, I would say go try a vibrator if you haven't.
1: I think in a broader sense, it's trying something new. Th- yeah, new in general, that if you're into vibrators, maybe try your hand. If you're clit locked with your dominant hand, try your non-dominant hand. Yes. If you have to sit, stand. If you have to uh, watch lesbian porn, watch non-lesbian porn.
0: Oh, yeah. Or go
1: without a cum shot
0: yeah that's a
1: great assignment i like it unlock your clit unlock your mind that's Mm -hmm. your homework
0: that's also a good t-shirt idea
1: (laughs) 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 and buy our merch right shandy it was so lovely having you on this explanations podcast it was so great to be here and so good to see you yeah you too so amazing i also want to thank Cinema Studios for production, Complexly for production, and Count Boogie for the jingles, and Cora and Paro. I'm still learning.